Na 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 batarang. Na 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 batarang. 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 This is the Batarang. I'm your host, Maddox Campbell. We've done it again. Another special Batarang episode with all new scenes. Dare I say, sillier than the last? I took 12 improv comedians, recorded improvised scenes over the internet, and then edited them into the short comedic radio plays you are about to experience. For each one, I'll tell you who's performing and what suggestion they were given. You sit back and laugh. Let's get started. This is Craig Scorgie and Kat Latwin with Bus Driver and Last Kid. Okay, all right there, I'll see you later. Billy and Jesse and Donnie, Craig, Craig 2, Short Craig, Tall Craig, every other Craig. All right. What about about me? Now, Johnny. Yeah. Johnny, we discussed this before. I, I don't I don't say bye to you, otherwise I'm not gonna look cool in front well, of all the Craigs. You said bye to all the Craigs, but we, you didn't say bye to me. Yeah, well the thing is, Johnny, you know, I want to impress those other kids. You like there's well, a I reason. Want, I wanna impress them too. Yeah, well, you've been failing pretty miserably. Let me tell you, even though I'm sitting at the front of this bus, I see everything that goes behind me. It's called the rear view mirror. One day you're gonna have that in Why your do life. Why you make me sit at the back? Repeat that again, Johnny boy. I can't. Why I can't hear you because you're so far away at the back, away from other human connection. Why why do you make me sit at the back? Well, Johnny, because no one wants to see you, bud. I mean, look at you. I suspected that was true. And yet you do nothing about it. Look, you're you're on the verge of tears right now. I mean, you 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 wimpy wet noodle of a child. You think I need like a makeover or something? That's just surface level stuff there, Johnny. It's something oh, no. wrong like deep inside you. Like I look sad? God, well, yeah, it just basically radiates from wherever you keep your soul and I'm not sure where that is, bud. You don't know where my soul is? Well, I mean, I'm not about to start rooting around in there. <laughs> I'm not a therapist. I'm a bus driver. Do you know one? Oh, God. A therapist, I mean? <laughs> no, I take all my rage out on the road. I don't have many friends and stuff, but... Oh, I but know. You're, you're oh, I know. Nice. You're you're real nice, and I... Honestly... Jesus Christ, look, do you think I'm nice? I, I look forward to my time here. Oh. I, I don't think I would go to oh. school if you weren't driving me. Okay, well, first off... Johnny, that's a lot of fucking pressure on someone that you're putting on there. And do you think, uh, hey, uh, come, in, come in close here. Here, as like, a little treat, I'm going to let you exit through the front. But before you do, here, come, come on up. What if I don't want to leave? Well, here's what happens to kids that don't leave the bus, first what off. What are you going to uh, do? It's not what I do. It's what I don't do. So what I do do is go to where all the fleet of buses are, you know, the laid law parking lot. And I shut down the bus, I get out, I lock everything, and then you're just locked inside. And let me tell you, there's no heating or air conditioning in these buses. You'd be in for an uncomfortable night, John. So I could go home with you. Oh, yeah. See, that's the thing. That's what I like about being a bus driver. No, God, no. Sweet, gentle Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. No, I don't, Johnny. Because I I brought up the idea to my parents, and they thought it sounded pretty good. Well, of course, because they'd be getting rid of you. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, you didn't you didn't think about that one, eh, bud? No. 
yeah, no, I don't want to take you home at all. I got a pretty nice setup. It's just me and my 400 German shepherds. 400 German shepherds? Well, I mean, some of them come in and come out. You know, I kind of let them live their lives. I I love German shepherds. I think maybe we could all get along and be a family, you know? I just, I see the problem I would have with that is that German shepherds are a good judge of both smells and people. And that's 0 for 2 for you, Johnny Boy. I, I promise if you give me a good two weeks, you won't be able to tell the difference. You'll, it'll be like you had 401, I bet. So, wait. I could... Let me just gather all this information together right now and try and process and refract it back to you, just to make sure I'm picking up what it is you're putting down. Well, you know, a a master's doesn't get you very many jobs outside of school bus driving in this economy. Johnny, you're saying... You want to transform yourself into roughly the approximation of a German shepherd just so you can live with a, let's face it, feral pack somewhere in and around my backyard because that'll be better than living with your parents you are that starved for human connection? Well, at school they're telling us this story about a boy who was raised by wolves. And I also read another book that uh, dogs come from wolves. So I'm thinking maybe if you've got a bunch of dogs, maybe they could raise me. Well, I mean, obviously your parents aren't doing a very good job. You know what? Johnny, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think there's room for one more in the pit. Can I have a treat? God, no, you haven't earned it. Batarang. This is Craig Skorky and Maddox Campbell with Nature. Wow. It's nice out here. It's goddamn gorgeous is what it is. I'm just excited. <laughs> Look at those trees. Oh, my God. That rock is huge. Oh, my God. Dude, you're too loud. Oh, but I'm just loving these birds. Birds. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um, Ooh. Listen, brother, brother. Okay. <laughs> um, it's tweet, tweet. Nice, it's nice that you want to enjoy nature and go on these nature walks with me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, you're scaring all of the wildlife. I think. Oh, oh. So uh, keep it down a little. Okay. Okay. I, I get it. I get it. Okay. Don't worry, wildlife. Okay. I'm friendly. <laughs> now, now they'll know. Now I'm they'll sure know. They, I'm sure they know that. Yeah. Okay. So this is a orange beak pecker up here. You see? Ah. Yeah. Because so, his uh, his pecker's yeah. orange. Yes. His beak. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beak. The beak. <laughs> the beak. The beak. Well, no, that's what I meant. Well, his gone. beak. Now oh, gone. geez. Yeah. Okay. It smells well, like dirt out here. It's weird to be out in nature. So yeah, used to the city. You, do you not get out? Do you not? No, no. Out? I'm a city city boy, born raised, born raised. <laughs> so you've never I, one time we went to. Uh, oh, there was this place called. Um, never seen dirt. Uh, it was it was a park. We went to a park. I don't normally do uh, that, but my okay. my parents brought me out to a park when I was a kid. Well, this is the park. It's like uh, there was some dirt there. Yeah, but I've never been to like a, a park this big. You know, like a oh, oh a forest. Forest is is it called a forest. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I promise there's a lot more interesting things in dirt here. I mean, just take take a look down here. Let's like, let's oh, let's walk. Okay, let's go off the path a little bit. It's like a stream. Like it's like um, it's like a, it's like water. It's a it's a brook. Yeah, a brook. Yeah, it's called the huh. brook. babbling brook. Babbling brook. So it talks. It's no. like a talkative no. <laughs> brook. Be quiet. Okay. That's nice to meet you, Mister Brook. <laughs> Like you know, you know, you get those sleep CDs, and it's got the stream. It's it's like, yes. It's called the babbling brook. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got one of those, but I always um, 
the one that felt most like familiar to me that helped me sleep was just the one that was um white noise static oh yeah I've the one that sounds that. like if you, you like you took an old tv and you left it on that was the one i was I stuck with for my sleep well see that's a great thing living out here you don't need uh you don't need sounds like that it's just uh, huh. quite, quiet all the time yeah it's nice it's quiet yeah i haven't noticed i haven't noticed how quiet it is yeah yeah well um yeah just give it a chance um huh well, how do you well how do you notice like an absence of sound do you do you ever stop and 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 just like not be talking to someone or not be listening like are you always listening to something or watching something or yeah i know like a podcast or a phone call or um that's got to drive you crazy though like hmm? that's got to be insane all that noise in your head oh well i just if if there wasn't noise in my head then i guess what would happen i've never tried it so i don't just be you and your thoughts huh i guess i I guess i could try that yeah huh there you go what's okay are you okay don't cry it's okay it's just silence it's okay am i done i don't Look at this bird. Hey, look at this bird. Oh, that's a cute bird. No, that's a cute bird. Oh, jeez. I got dark for a second there, but no, that's a cute bird. I like that bird. That's a nice bird. Yeah, let's just focus on the bird, okay? We'll look at the bird for a bit. Yeah. I don't I don't like those thoughts. Listen, I'm sorry I was I'm sorry I was mean to you before I just you know, it's okay. Uh let's just focus on the bird. Those thoughts were real mean to me. As soon as I started listening to them, they just started laying into me and I didn't I did not like it. Well, you know, it gets better. Um, I'm sure for the first time, it's it's probably all hitting you at once, right? So yeah, um, it was just a lot, you know. It was like a years years of pent up thoughts that just they all rushed in at once, and I oh, I didn't like it. I, I'm wow. Okay. Hi, Mr. Bird. I, maybe are you talking to a therapist or anything? I'm like talking that? to the bird. Okay. Okay. <sighs> hey, Mr. Bird, I I I, I like you. Oh, hey, tell the bird. Tell the bird how you feel. Well, the bird. I just feel like sometimes I've got a lot of expectations on me, you know, and like everyone always seems to want to yeah. want something from me, and I, I feel like I just I can't I can't dare slow down because if I slow down for even one second, then yeah. then uh, it'll be wasted time. So great. What do you say to that, Mister Bird? You know, I think the bird is saying um, that that's a, it's okay to feel all those things. That's that's what the bird I think is saying because I <laughs> I. Uh, I understand bird. So, really, and what do you think about that? I think it's a nice bird. Yeah, you've you haven't been very helpful though. Jeez, oh. I can talk to a bird. Okay. Batarang. This is Mitchell Rathkeb and Shannon LaHaye with Duotang. That's a really. Cool one, dude. Where'd you get it? Uh, you know, my dad works with a guy who's got a duotang guy. You know, it's not a big deal. Wow, I've never seen one like that. It's got dolphins and lions and unicorns. You want to know the crazy thing? I'm the only one that has one of these. This is a this is a custom made duotang. Custom made? They do custom orders? The duotang company? Oh, if you know a guy. Who do you know? Well, my dad's friend Rick, right? Yeah. He works at this Rick company. Rick with the really weird hair? Rick with the... Oh, you know Rick with the really weird hair? I've seen him come by your dad's house. Rick's really cool. Okay. Listen, I'm going to be honest. I'm starting to get sketched out. Like, you say you know a guy that makes you custom duotanks. That's a big deal. Is your family, like, 
involved in something? Okay, look. What? I'm not supposed to tell anybody this. What? But, yeah, my dad recently joined the Duotang Mafia. <gasps> you can't the, tell anyone, the okay? The Duomoths? Yes, but you, especially Becky, you cannot tell Becky. Becky? Her dad has been trying to get into the into the Duotang Mafia for years. Becky's gonna, like, flip out. Do you know how important it is to everyone, and to her especially, that she has the most interesting Duotangs? Like, you're gonna, like... You're gonna like usurp her. Is that why you did this? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow Becky's duotang out of the water. Whoa, I'm gonna be honest, Devin. When I got to school this morning, I thought I'm gonna see my friend, and we're gonna talk about all the new school supplies we got because it's back to school. I thought it would be just an interesting, innocent day, and here we are, in the middle of a high stakes crime. You're getting ripped off duotangs made to usurp Becky's power. I don't know how I feel about this, man. Would it maybe change your mind if I showed you this duotang? <gasps> is that a limited edition metallic? This is a limited edition metallachine. And this is for you. What is you trying to buy me off? No. You're trying to buy me off so I won't tell Becky? No, no, no. I want you to be on top with me. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Oh, man. You know? Yeah. We're going to rule the class together, me and you. Yeah, I've always wanted to feel like I'm in power, you know, because all the other girls, they kind of like to, like, you know, just sort of, like, snicker at me. Not anymore. Not when they see this duotang. And all you have to do is step on Becky's back to get it. Like, literally? Like, literally? You want me to shove Becky down and walk on her back? Well, you know, I did mean it metaphorically, but now that you've said that, that does seem like it would be fun to watch. Oh, man, Devin, you're, you're drunk with power! These are the things you have to do if you want to make it into the Duotang Mafia, all right? Do you want it or not? Oh, I want it so bad. I mean, look at those fresh, brand new little hooky things that you fold down, but they haven't been folded down yet, so oh, none of them are broken off. No, here, smell it. Let me waft that new Duotang flavor up in your nose. Oh, man, factory-grade plastics. Mm. Oh. oh, man. Little Dev. Uh, you know, uh, we said there was a favor we might ask you in return for some of the merchandise we offered you. You know that guy we told you you had a three-hole punch? Yeah. That's today. Devin, who is this guy? What's going on? Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him, okay? This is just, it's something I've got to do if I want to... I'm nobody. You didn't see nothing. You didn't hear nothing. It was nothing. No, it's okay. It's she. She's cool. She's cool, Gregory. Don't say. Don't say my name right when I say I'm not anybody. Is it Gregory? Is that what you said? Is it Gregory from the mafia? This guy's standing up. Not even a three-hole punch, two people. What? what? No. No, she's my queen. If you want to keep it going, I don't know. You don't want to upset the mafia, do you? I don't want to upset the mafia. Oh God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry oh. that I have to do this. Oh, Devin, what a slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that so much blood can come out of three tiny holes in a human. You did good work. Batarang. This is Lauren McGinty and Anne McMaster with Life Coach. Oh, Cynthia, I'm so glad you could make it to my office today. How have you, how have you been doing? Just great. Everything's so great. Uh, I've never been happier. Oh, Cynthia, that's fantastic to hear. I gotta say, the 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 lines on your face, like they just seem really carved in there from how big you've been smiling. Yeah, I'm letting my true feelings show for the first time in my life. And as it turns out, I'm, I'm just a bag of stress. 
Oh, okay. Well, that is actually not as great. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to say, let's focus on the positive uh, and say how great it is that you've been able to really take control of your facial muscles, perhaps rather than the rest of your life. Uh, Remember, we're not going to be looking at the negative anymore. Okay. We're just, we're making the wrong kind of connections in our brain. Keep it positive. positive. Celebrate the control. Oh God. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, I screwed it up. I screwed it up. No, no, no. Don't, don't. None of that. You're getting the sweat all over the room. This is... Oh yeah, pass me one of those. Pass me one of your fancy tissues. That's a really nice tissue holder you got. Like you're so successful. (laughs) It's actually I got it uh, custom made. It's not even tissues; they're sham wows. That's why they call them sham wow. Because you see one, you're like, wow, absolutely. Oh, I sweated all over it. Okay, that's okay. That's okay. The sweat really gets in the grooves, you know, like where the lines are from the stress. It's, It's like rivers. There you go. What a wonderful positive connection. That was a hopeful moment, Cynthia. Yeah. Round of applause. I'm so proud of you. That's great. I got rivers yes, on my face. For you. Rivers I'm, on your face. Yeah. Yes, beautiful. You're a poet. I, I'm a poet. Oh, God. I, there's so many things about myself I just don't know. Like, I, like, I didn't know I had rivers on my face. Maybe I've got, like, what other landscape mm-hmm. features mm-hmm. do I have on my body? Like, look at my arms. Are these mountains? Are they? You tell me. Oh, God. What else? What about your knees? Talk to me about your knees. My knees, they're like, they're soft, round, pink. They're like a sunset. Yes. Yes, they are, Cynthia. A beautiful, beautiful sunset. Yeah, and look at these toes, man. Look at these. I mean, look at that. You have 11. Not only do you have the what is required, you do not just have 10, Cynthia. You have 11. Yeah, yeah. That's a win. You're above average with your with your amount of toes. You, Celebrate your toes. You're really helping me see the positive in all this. You know, I, I came in here feeling just super stressed and now I feel special. If anything, you should feel extra grounded, okay? You just got, you got more to cling on with. Yeah. What else? What else? Talk to me about, talk to me about work. How's work going? It's okay, you know, yeah. running the province. It's been tough, mm-hmm. but uh, I feel like I'm rising to the occasion, you know? I feel like I've been there for my constituencies. You absolutely have. You absolutely have. I, I gotta say, um... Since you've started seeing me, the fact that you were able to make all of those amendments and changes to uh, government helping mental health programs, m- me on my yacht really thanks you. Thank you oh, so much. Yeah, I'm happy to happy to send hard-earned tax so. money to support you and your yacht habit. I feel like that's Thank the right you. thing. And you've really helped me become a better leader, you know? Like, now that I'm letting the stress in and the rivers out, I, I just feel more connected. That's good. That's good. I'm noticing the way you speak has is even, is even been affected by these changes. Yeah. There's a shakiness. It's like you're feeling more connected to your to your inner earthquake. My inner earth. You've seen my thighs. Yeah. They're two inner earthquakes right here. Check it out. They're beautiful. It's like it's like, it's like the stadium of, of, of Yankee Stadium, the crowd doing a wave. That's amazing. Look at them go. I got to tell you something. You've been so helpful to me. How'd you do it? How'd you get it all figured out, man? Like, everywhere I look, everyone's stressed, right? We all have these big responsibilities mm-hmm. that we take on. But you, you sit there on your yacht with your sham wows and you're so zen. What happened, man? What'd you do? It's about time you asked. There's a woman that I recently discovered. What? Mm-hmm. 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 And um, her name is Lizzo. New man on the Minnesota Vikings, Lizzo. She's genius, man. She that lyric genius. alone, that lyric alone. Thick thighs save lives. Oh my God. I just made the thigh Lizzo connection to my own self. You're welcome. I mean, I'm not saying we, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not supposed to get political. Okay. So this is off the record. Okay. Eye contact, eye contact off the record. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I think Ontario's ready for a new slogan. Beer for everyone. Yeah. Well, I, I was kind of thinking the thick thighs thing, but you know what? Yes, uh, oh, beer is God. great too. Right, right. 
You're right. You're right. That's okay. That's up. okay. Oh god, the no. rivers are flowing again. Can you pass me a shamwell? Shamwell, shamwell me. Batarang. This is Craig Scorgie and Danny Stover with Vending Machine. You having trouble there, bud? Yeah. Hey, can you lift my leg up? Oh, yeah. Here you go. Okay. Trying to get that Snickers. Yeah. Are you, do, you, do you know someone at the hospital? Oh, I know a lot of people here. What, are you a doctor? Well, I wouldn't call myself a doctor. More like a, more like a, just a, you know, I keep the spirits up. Ah! Ah! Oh, wait, oh, you almost got that Mars bar. Nah, I don't care about the Mars bar. You a doctor? No. I get that a lot. I'm just here visiting. Must be the scrubs you're wearing. Yeah. You like them? So when you saw my scrubs, did you think these were like like real authentic scrubs? Or just like he got mod robes at Spencer's? I don't judge. All I saw was a guy struggling to get a Snickers because he's hungry. Because he's <laughs> Oh, careful, bud. Like I said, I'm not a doctor, but uh, you got to lift with the legs, not the back. So what are what are you? Uh, it's not important. I just go room to room, gently kissing the lips of people in the rooms. You know, the more I talk to you, the more suspicious of a person you sound. No, I'm just a jolly, uh, happy-go-lucky person that just goes around to every room, gently whispering in people's ears. Are you running from the law or something? Of course not. I'm just a friendly old gentle person who just, you know, goes around and leaves petals of flowers on everybody's bedside. You carry those around with you? You don't? No. I mean, I watch The Bachelor. I guess that's the closest. They have the, you know, those reality shows, they always have like rose petals everywhere. TV shows? I've never heard of them. No? I spend all my time at the hospital until I came across you, hungry man looking for a Snickers wearing scrubs. You spent all your time in the... <laughs> hospital? Don't you? Why would you be here wearing scrubs, getting a Snickers bar if you weren't always spending your time in the hospital? Who are you visiting then? Uh, my sister's here. Oh. She's really sick. It's really bad. She, uh, she has no one else to visit her. It's just me, you know. What's ailing her? She's lovesick. Oh. And, uh, fortunately, you know, I'm her brother. And, uh, she's maybe, she's got one foot in the grave right now. And she oh, just needs, no. She said that, she said today, all you know, all she needs is just a kiss on the lips. Tragic. But, uh, well. But, yeah. Why did you know. tell me what room she's in? Wait. And yeah. I'll go up and I'll just... Leave her a gentle, whispery, wistful kiss. Well, well, she's got a, she's, I mean, she's, she's pretty smart. You know, you, she won't be fooled if it's a fake kiss. I never she's give gotta, fake kisses. That's an insult. You got a mean. <laughs> doctor, doctor, there's yeah? a code blue in room 330. I need you both in there right away. I've seen you around. I know you must be doctors. I see you here all the time. Please get in room 303. Yeah. I'll scrub up. Yeah, we're doctors. All right. Listen, don't. Don't let them know we're not doctors. Oh, we're losing him. What, what should I do? Uh, um, let me try something. Everybody stand back. Okay. I'm going. Yeah. Just gently. Gentle. Oh. Ah. Wait, wait. One sec. 
Huh. I've never seen that procedure before. No? From, well, I mean, I've, I've seen kissing. I've, I've done kissing, wow. but not as a medical. This guy looks like he could use a kiss. Well, this is highly unorthodox, but... I like medicine. Batarang. This is Griffin Toplitsky and Shannon LaHaye with Vengeance. Oh, that's God. what you get. My cake. Yes, that's right. It's my cake now. You think God. you can come in here and be the favorite on your birthday? I was going to give that pineapple upside down cake to mom on my birthday to show her how committed I was. Yeah. She, and you yeah. were going to get laughed out of the house. Laughed out of the house. Yeah, I know. I know. That's exactly what you do. You do this to me every year on your birthday. You make it about you. I'm not having it anymore. I'm going to eat this cake in front of you, and then I'm going to tell mom that you didn't make her a birthday cake for yourself. I'm going to get laughed out of the house. You're done here, Gregory. You're done. And now I'll be the favorite. (laughs) How's that stab wound treating you? The stab wound? Fine. Honestly, not too deep. I've got I got a pretty good level of pain tolerance, but seeing you eat that cake... Got a crumbly crust. You're forgetting about one thing. What? Jeff's. Our little brother. You think that you are going to be able to, with one cake, leap over him in the line of succession? Jeff is... <laughs> Jeff's. <laughs> Jeff's is small potatoes. Are you kidding me? What yes, are they every do? year on his birthday, he makes small potatoes and he gives them to mom. And you get laughed out of the house. Yeah, well, this year I'm going to take Jeff's potatoes. That is, of course, his full name. I am Gregory Potatoes. <laughs> you are, of course, PJ and Potatoes. PJ and Potatoes, yes, absolutely. Which is, of course, what you make, mom, every year on your birthday. And guess who gets laughed out of the house? Me and Jeff's. It's the one day of the year that you get. And I know she's doing it out of pity. Don't you think I know that? I am sick and tired of you and Jeff's just making me look like a fool. So now I've stabbed you. I've eaten your cake. I'm going to whip Jeff's potatoes. I'm going to whip them out the window. And you know what's going to happen? Mom's going to be like, well, did anyone make me anything to eat? And you know who's going to be standing there with a PJ and potato? Just a potato cut in half with a bunch of PJ shoved in it. That's peanut butter and jam. Mom's favorite dish. It's her absolute And me and Jeff's. Out there in the cold, out there in the cold Alaskan tundra, mom pointing out the window, laughing at us, clearly. You're both bleeding to death because I've stabbed you. Uh, The stab did- okay, I'm gonna be honest, you didn't break skin. What? No, come on. You didn't break skin. I was just playing that part up a little to make you feel better. It was a mom pity thing. Well, now I'm just embarrassed. I really, really was confident that you were bleeding. What? This didn't pierce the skin? What? It's a barbecue stick. That didn't pierce the skin? It's pointy at one end. Now, I don't know what a barbecue stick is, but what you are holding is the spatula we use on the barbecue, and you whacked me on the back with it. Yeah, but it's 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 hard... It's pointy at one end. I guess, I guess to be fair, I should have stabbed you with the pointy end instead of slapped you. I'm going to tell mom. No, do not, do not tell mom. If you tell mom. Yeah, what are you going to do? You already ate my cake. You already ruined my special day. The one day a year. She laughs you out of the house and she opens that window and she points out the screen and she ridicules the clothes you wear. Don't you think it's hard for me to be laughed out of the house when you get you you get praised for your pineapple cake? Do you know what I do? I cut a potato in half and I rub pajama, peanut butter and jam in it. 
and that's it. And I know mom's just, I know she's pandering to me. Jeff roasts a whole potato. He puts a beautiful rosemary yeah. glaze on it with sour cream. She loves. I don't know why you came after his potato food mantle. I did cake to get away from under Jeff's umbrella, even yeah, though he well- is, of course, 13 years younger than either of us. I know he's a baby. He's adorable. It's <laughs> frankly incredible that he can roast a potato. And, but, and you know what? The potato is not that good, but I think he gets a lot of, you know, leeway because he is a small baby. And the fact he's making anything is impressive. He's absolutely coasting. And I think that's unfair. Oh, oh hi. Oh, hi. Uh, Jeffs, you came at the wrong point because I was on your side until about five seconds before you showed up, Jeffs. Oh, I was just hoping you guys would help me out because I'm... I'm baking a cake made out of potato, but I need icing. I was hoping to get some peanut butter jam and maybe some pineapple bits to put on top. Give me that barbecue stick. Batarang. This is Grace Smith and Ryan Hughes with Cousins. (sighs) Keep sighing. I will until somebody notices I'm sighing. The wedding's almost done. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reception's almost done. The wedding was done hours ago. They're almost done their speeches. I can barely hear from how far away we've been seated. We kind of got the, the the miscellaneous table. Yeah, the randos table. I don't know who anyone else besides us at this table. That guy's just a dentist. He's just their dentist. I don't recognize any of these faces, and I feel like I wouldn't want to know them if I even did recognize them. No, they have real dentist face like i i was trying to think of a different profession but it's dentist face that's it's, all it is. it's a whole dentist's office we've got the dentist right here and then to the left that's some sort of orthodontist this lady is a major receptionist oh for sure i mean we'll look at i mean we can't look at both of their teeth because we're seated so far away but you know both they both have amazing teeth of course they both had orthodontists right right and we get to sit at that table and find out the great origin story of their teeth we're f- first cousins i'm just i'm like i didn't want to play that card but there's a lot of second and third cousins i see seated way closer in primo territory i don't get this at all what did we do i mean okay we know what we did but was it that bad was it it was it was a fire okay i think fire makes it sound there was smoke yes i mean there was flame yes but like a fire makes it sound like a whole event okay i let me put it this way Mm -hmm. it was contained but there were animals involved so really the animals are the only ones i'd like to apologize to and i can't because they did die it was christmas you try to do something novel you try to do something festive for the holidays you know what i mean yeah you try to do an old-timey christmas tree old-timey old-fashioned trees after it's been sort of sitting half in water for like a couple of weeks the bristles they're all falling off you know thought the more dead it is the less catch like old wood doesn't catch fire very well yeah i mean i i did think that too until uh until it until went our up. excursion went yeah flame i mean I, I think we solved the mystery of why we're back here i guess i mean i think they probably just don't want us near the cake that's a very good point i don't think this is really about us we're delightful i think we're great wedding company it's just it was probably an insurance issue honestly it was probably an insurance there's a lot of candles up at that head table there's a lot of candles around the cake there's a lot of candles at every table you know except ours okay this is starting to come together i'm really feeling better about my own personality it's good yeah yeah it's i don't good. think it's, it's that good. at all i yeah here's what i think theory time okay. That each fire you cause at their home on Christmas 
like their childhood home, I think removes you one cousin like layer. So I think right. I think we're in second cousin territory now. Got right, yeah, which explains how far back we are here. Why we're back here with all of the dentists. I mean, what did they do though? They well, I mean, they on a regular basis, you know, went into their mouths with files and drills. That's kind of the level we're at, you know. It's it makes me feel almost professional. Yeah, like we professionally caused them pain. I feel pretty good about this now. I'm feeling like better about my own self. I was a little worried. I just want to throw out one more, one more theory, yeah. one more question. Just a, 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 a thought, an odd thought. Is it also maybe about how I slept with the groom like six months back? Oh, yeah, that would definitely be it. I mean, we That's like one have both more cousin slept. removed, right? We, sh- we shouldn't have both slept with the groom. We should not have foolish. both slept with the groom. No. Batarang. This is Andrea Marston and Maddox Campbell with Quicksand. Oh, oh, how dear, dear, would you, would, dear, would you mind handing me along a broom or something? It seems, it seems I'm sinking. Oh uh, yes, of course. I left it right over there. <clears throat> oh. oh dear. Yes, well. Samuel, now you're sinking. I suppose we should have seen this coming. You should have gone around. Yes. Why didn't you go around, ra- Samuel? You well, the closest was- distance between any two points is a straight line, of course, so I took the most direct, bold action, and that's where we've gotten ourselves in this situation then. Samuel, sometimes I don't think you see the nose on your own face, you know? You're not very observant, my boy. Well, how would I? I have a... Uh... Cute button nose, very small. It doesn't really impede my vision at all. Samuel, I am just saying that sometimes you don't see things that are right in front of you. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) We're sinking in quicksand. You walked right into the quicksand after I said I was sinking in the sick. You know what? This is not a very nice family vacation, is it? Well, don't worry. There's this nice wiggly stick right in front of me. It's within oh, my that's... reach. I'll just grab that. Oh, it appears to be a snake. Ah, that's bitten me. Oh, it has bitten me. Samuel. I suppose I should have looked at it a little more carefully, and I would have realized the wriggling stick was, in fact, a snake. Samuel, this is just like when you were a child. You would put anything in your mouth. And then it went when you were an adult, you'd take any job you were offered, and now you're grabbing snakes when we need sticks. It's, it's about bold action is what it is. You know, sometimes you just make a choice and, you know, you stick with it. And if someone offers you a job, you you take it. You don't need to research it and spend all time dilly-dallying. And just... Samuel, that was clearly a scam. All of the jobs have been scams. Scam after scam. Nobody is buying pickles from North Carolina that have been made out of copper. Why would anybody eat a copper pickle? It's all kinds in the world, is all I have to say about that. We don't have time for going down memory lane. I am up to my knickers now in quicksand, so you need Hmm. to find a stick. Stop grabbing snakes. All right, well, perhaps there's another action we could take. Perhaps if I struggle left and right and wiggle myself out, I can get myself to the surface. deeper. You're screwing yourself into the ground, Samuel. Samuel, it's as good a time as any with your mouth full of quicksand that I tell you, you're adopted. I'm not your mother. I'm 
just a woman who took you from this man. He wasn't really paying attention in the store. Can you hear me? Uh, I got my oh, I got my head above. Well, what then? You're adopted. Does that mean I'm not? Really a descendant of the great adventurers of old? You're not an adventurer at all. No, I'm an adventurer. My father was an adventurer. And I can clearly get out of quicksand. See, like this. Just do this. Oh, and see? See, I got out of it with my wit and my brawn. Can you use your wit and brawn to get out of here? No, because you are adopted. I won you in a carnival. Your parents lost you. And... Well, I loved you. I do. I I do love you, Samuel. It's just I worry about letting you alone in this world. It's just, Mummy, then, if I'm not an adventurer and if I'm not really your son, I I don't know who I am. I I don't know how to get out. I'm still sinking. You're a carny. And how do carnies get out of anything? They tell you about the deals. Tell me about the deals. Think about how the deals can get you out of this quicksand. <clears throat> All right, man. If you do, you just you take your chance. You you give yourself a try, and you just see if you can get that vine around my neck. If you can do it right, okay. in three tries, All then right. you'll win yourself a stuffed animal. Ooh, a challenge. I like that. Okay. <laughs> how is that? Oh, step on the first try. Samuel. See, I did it. I did it. I'm out. <laughs> and my voice has completely changed. Oh. It's now that I know that I'm a carny. you got to talk the carny language. I talk the carny way. <laughs> Look, doesn't that explain why your hands are so small? Listen, just because you're a carny and I'm an adventurer doesn't mean that I won't love you until the day my carcass is eaten by a lion after I've gone through a camel desert, you know? I love you, no matter what, but... I think you got to go work in a fair, and I got to go to my next adventure. Yeah, I know, Ma. Uh, and I'm going to love you until eventually I get chewed up inside of a ride. We'll all got to go the way we go, my sweetheart. Now, are you going to get home okay? Do you know the directions? I know you're a little, I don't know, bad with directions. Yeah. I'm just going to go. Uh, oh. I'm back in the quicksand. Oh, dear God. Batarang. This is Grace Smith and Lauren McGinty with Crash. So you've been sailing for not very long then, I take it. No, no, I'm I'm new. Uh, just kind of hanging out. I'm new, you right. know. Right, I can tell because you've crashed the boat. Yeah, um, I did notice that, and I I think this is salvageable. I admire the positivity, however. We're stranded on this island now, so we gotta find a way to patch up the boat. Okay, Captain McGonagall, was it? I... Just having a real hard time with that giant pipe in your mouth, like, understanding what you're saying. So I think maybe this is, um... Me not having understood any of your directions, like, in this entire sea voyage. Oh, so you're blaming me? Yes. You're blaming me and my pipe? Well, I'm the new one. You're the experienced one. I mean... Absolutely. I told you to go starboard and you went dancing with the stars. That's not what I'm saying. I love that show. 
So I was doing the best interpretation I could of the weird thing you said. What is starboard? You didn't even point your toes in your impression. I can't help but oh. be a little disappointed oh, in you're, you. You're a dancing uh, crit- critic and a captain. Well, I, 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 I dabbled in me day. You dabbled? What kind, of, what kind of dance did you do? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. I just thought, like, I don't know, there was a wistfulness in your voice. When you said that, like maybe, maybe that was your true passion. It was 1926. Go on. The air was full of anticipation. It was, it was me and Clarice from down the block. We were ready. We were practicing our jig together. We were going to take the pot. We were going to win that, that jig competition. I was going to win it for me da, you see. Mm-hmm. I always just wanted him to, to accept me. Very relatable. I didn't really want to be a sailor. I'm with you. I don't want to be a sailor either. (laughs) No one's ever asked me. Oh, hold me. Hold me, please. Okay. Oh, you smell like the sea. Wow. Oh, Uh. thank you for noticing. Can I call you Clarice? You kind of have the same haircut. It's also my name. So that's that's a coincidence. But um, I'm wondering if that's maybe why you hired me. Maybe you wanted to. You saw my dancer's legs. You saw my name was Clarice. Maybe you were trying to relive something. Now, at the end of your life, you're clearly like a hunter. I can't thank you enough. You may you're be welcome. a land blubber and, and useless on this boat, but but you're full of use in my heart. What I lack in sea intelligence, I make up for in emotional intelligence. Well, can we use any of that emotional intelligence to make the boat feel better? Oh, no. And nor can we bring any of the crew back from life. There's a lot of dead bodies around oh, here. Oh, I'm not quite dead. I'm just drowning. Oh, Help! If only oh. I need first aid. He's definitely gonna die. Do you know so Throw me something that floats! Well, oh. we, we don't have any of that. We I have... Wow. Wow. I have this scarf, um, cute belt. I'll throw that. Uh. Oh, here's a cute... Don't throw it away! Don't throw away your belt! It's so cute! Honestly, this terribly ugly bell. Okay. Wow, he's really judgy for somebody who's about to die. Anyway, we're talking about your emotional breakthrough. You know, there's still time, I think, for you to to become the dancer you always wanted to be. I feel like perhaps we should start our own dancing with the stars here on this new island. I mean, there's no one else to dance with. It's just us and the stars. And all of these dead bodies. Well, we'll have them for a snack later. How about that? Well, yeah, we will need to eat, eat them for sure. Absolutely. I shouldn't have thrown away that cute belt. It was leather. That was probably oh. food as well. Well, it seems oh. like some of the bodies are floating. Can our, our floaty friend just grab one of the bodies and come and join shove us? Shove it. You can... Shove it. This <coughs> <coughs> I got to shore. I got to shore. Did you bring any of the bodies with you? No. But I could be like the judge if you're doing dancing. I have some experience with tap. You're hired. Batarang. This is Griffin Toplitsky and Kat Lewin with The Storage Room. Oh, man, your, your granddad had a lot of crap. Uh, yeah, well, he went through the wars. I'm not sure which ones yeah, specifically. Is, it's a lot of shrapnel from some war, at least. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the odd thing because I'm I'm seeing like a mortar shell that looks like World War Two, maybe. But then also like, I mean, does that gun have a bayonet on it? Yeah, I've got a full samurai sword over here in this corner. Yeah, um, and also, hold, sorry, let me just, I just gotta step over the suit of armor and, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I thought, dude. 
Grandpa had a morning star. That's awesome. I mean, hold on. I'm going to swing it around. Just, okay, so just like. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. It's a, a mace, basically. Let me duck down. I was imagining one of those throwing stars because that's what I found over here. Oh, a shuriken? A shuriken. Yes, that's the word for this. Sorry, just like Grandpa taught me so much about weaponry. I know. He was prepared for anything, which I guess included time travel and the subsequent battles. Yeah, actually, speaking of which, just, sorry, I've just got to get around the Ming vase. (laughs) That's the most dangerous weapon of all. Be careful. I know. Okay. It could be full of poison or just like the cost of replacing it would ruin us. You know what he taught us. It's full of poison. You smash it over your enemy's head. Uh, And the cost would ruin us. It's both. Yeah. God, Grandpa was so, I miss, I miss him. You know, he was just, he was so smart and learned. And, you know, when I asked like, Grandpa, how come there's no like hot oil in the cauldrons to like pour over the people that are like climbing up the ramparts to get to the castle because it's a siege? He said, because it cools down. Yeah. I, I remember uh, at about, this was halfway through. Do you remember when he made us march through three European countries? March through three European countries, yeah. This was about halfway. This would have been in, was it Latvia? Was it, I don't know, it was somewhere. Well, because the borders were being rejigged at the time. So it's like you'd, you'd walk through, you'd think you'd just finish going through Bulgaria. And then, nope, turns out, like, now it's just the Ottoman Empire. I know. And I, yeah. I sat down because I was so tired. I got lashed. <laughs> oh, my God. What was his name? Um... His friend who was always lashing us. Um, I know. His name was Lash. And that's what he called the action when he would just kind of punch me in the stomach. He'd go, you just got lashed. (laughs) That's me. I'm Lash. And then he'd run. He had such a kind face. You never would have guessed. God. uh, Soulful eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Considering he and Grandpa had seen so much death. When was the last time you had seen him? Well, actually, it was... uh, I mean, it feels like yesterday, but it was just, uh, I mean, it was a couple of weeks ago. He's getting into the time machine. And even like, even now saying it, it's like a couple of weeks ago, he's in a time machine. Clearly, you know, time doesn't matter at this point, but it does in your heart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Then when we flipped through those history textbooks and found out what ended up happening to him. It's, it sounds so silly, but I just said, well, you know, have fun, be safe. And, you know, he just gave me that grandpa smile and he said yeah. what he always says before he goes off on his latest murder adventure. Um, I'm, I'm for sure, sure going to kill, kill someone. someone. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and he gave you that wink yeah. and he flashed the little grenades he had. Yeah. And, they, you know, one of the pins was gone, but I thought he knows what he's doing. And then we flipped through that history textbook and it right. said one day this weird pile of rubble showed up in the middle of a field that's right in um in uh, feudal japan and they thought they they so many theories like alien strike i guess just a pile of metal isn't that out of the ordinary they had some more realistic well, i know well things. yeah because they had the smelting technology at the time yeah I think what I'll really miss about Grandpa is that anytime flipping through any history books, like you just, you would never know when it was going to change, like right on the page. Like that was, yeah. I mean, like every day was a new adventure because days, you know, <laughs> yeah. he had powers over time. I remember uh, after I got so tired during that Europe march, Lash punches me in the stomach. Right. Yeah. Over, because Lash that runs off. Yeah. It doesn't help you catch your breath, but Lash wasn't really concerned about that. It's so Lash. So Lash. That's textbook Lash. Speaking of, Grandpa, after that happened, and I was curled over in so much pain, and mm-hmm. Grandpa hands me a history textbook, yeah. and he says, Flip to page 30. I got a surprise for you. And it, it was this article about this wall in ancient Greece that had, Keep walking, you little puss, written on it. <gasps> 
And it turns out he had gone back in time while I was getting tired on that march just to spray paint that on a wall. But, like, that's just, that was Grandpa. Batarang. So there it is. Another Batarang to fill your improv fix. I want to thank all the improvisers who helped make this possible for their time and their talent. They are... I'm Kat Latwin. I'm Craig Scorgie. And I'm Griffin Toplitsky. Shannon LaHaye. I'm Mitchell Rathgeb. Hi, I'm Ryan. Hi, I'm Lauren McGinty. Hi, I'm Grace Smith. Hi, I'm Ann McMaster. I'm Andrea Marston. And I'm Danny Stover. Special shout out to Craig Scorgie for extra help with tech and sourcing sound effects. Shout out to Paul JP for our album art. This is a Kicks and Giggles Entertainment production. For more, check out kicksandgigglesentertainment.com. Break a Wish is a proud member of the Sonar Podcast Network. More podcasts at thesonarnetwork.com. And we'll be back with movie review episodes of Break-A-Wish next week. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Escape Capade is an improvised Escape the Room podcast. I take two guests, trap them in a room, describe it to them in great detail, load it with puzzles, and then over the next 45 minutes, they can do whatever they want. You want to listen to two people fixate on a poster for 45 minutes? That's happened. Escape Capade episodes are released every other Tuesday and are available on thesonarnetwork.com. Just click on Escape Capade. Hey, Griffin here. And we want to tell you about our show. It's called Killed to Death. And every week we solve a made-up murder. It's all improv, with a ton of great comedy guests, like Sean Cullen, Mark Little, Sarah Hennessy, Becky Johnson, Chris Locke, a polite no from one of the members of legendary Canadian comedy group Kids in the Hall. Sometimes you can hear the guys who live above us talking through the ceiling. Nicole Passmore, and many more. Check it out on the Sonar Network, where you can find this show, or search Kill to Death wherever you get your podcasts. Killed to Death. It's usually less than an hour. hour.